Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? We're back again. It's episode 273 of the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Happy Wednesday hump day. Uh, You had some play-in games for the NCAA tournament, the regular NCAA tournaments, just right, you know, one day away. It kicks off. I got my bracket filled out. Uh, You can go to betonline.ag, who's the show's brought to you by, and sign up today and use your coupon code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, and get a 50% welcome bonus. You've got to sign up and get your bracket. It's not even a bracket. Get your bets ready. You got like 10, 12 games a day, like for four days. The first weekend is amazing. You got games. What? Are you skipping work Thursday? No, I can't. I can't skip work Thursday. Are you skipping work Friday? Are you skipping work and watching games? I'm not skipping. I'm not skipping work any, but I'll have my bet set before the day starts because I have to work. But dear Kyle's bosses, he's lying. He's going to be betting online. BetOnline.ag. Yeah, but uh, this is the best place to do it, and uh, you need to get your account ready uh, and rock and roll because this is the greatest weekend. This is, I mean, hey, is it today? Whenever uh, you get your this, this is what you do. You get a vasectomy. You load up your uh, betonline.ag account. You take off work and you bet and you watch basketball all week. Hey, listen, that's how it's we, supposed to get. we talked about that on my radio show this week because I yeah. brought that up during sports. And so people are in a conundrum this year. Do they take the vasectomy because you can't do a lot of drinking and all that? And it's St. Patty's Day also with opening round of games this year. Doesn't do a lot of hope for me. I would do it right now. If I had to choose, I would do it right now. If, you if would cut your nuts it, right now? Yeah, if I was doing it, I'd cut them. I would cut them up. <laughs> nah. Put, bit, put the over on Kyle cutting the balls. Yeah. There you go. Bet online. <laughs> it's where the game starts. Speaking of balls, how about that? <laughs> what a transition. <laughs> A lot this of ball. is the talk of the day, man. Talk, look, the talk of the day for the PGA Tour is There's balls. also a lot of misinformation. And too, you know what they're the doing? Way. They're cutting up the balls. They they're, are. They're, so uh, there's a lot of talk. USGA and RNA are talking about by 2026, they will have a I – I, I hate all the words they're using, but basically they're going to make the ball not go as far. How about that? They're ro- a rollback. They're, they're going to make the ball very similar to, I guess, the – the ones of the nineties where the miss hits are gonna spin more, you're gonna your miss hits, you're gonna lose a crap load more distance. And then just if you nut one, you're still gonna lose, you know, fifteen ish yards off the tee with the driver and some people's three woods. Um it's their way to combat uh ever increasing uh T ball averages. Um so I mean some a lot of people are not happy about it. Um Count I think this in. is pretty big news. They've been rumoring about it, and then you know you keep lengthening courses, and then this, that, and the other. And what do we do? What do we do? The analytics people are just bombing it and hitting wedges. Let's just—they talked about rolling the driver technology back. They didn't do that. Then they just said let's roll the ball back, and now it seems like that's about to be in play within the next two years or three years, two and a half years. Um, I don't know how to feel about it, Ben. Let me know how you feel about it. Okay, so I got a couple of takes on it. Number one, the one thing that I'm going to like about this when they finally do it, I don't know if you remember watching the guys 
you're you're younger than me, but watching the guys in the early '90s play those balada balls, where they could literally throw it to the back of a green that was 75 yards deep and suck it back 50 yards to the pin, was pretty friggin' cool to watch. Like that was really neat to to be able yeah. to see. So I'm kind of I kind if if that's what they're going to do is create a ball that generates more spin, I'm kind of looking forward to the shots around the green. But see, that's another thing. These guys, with these new balls that they roll out, like if it's that soft, they keep talking about they want to eliminate the length off the tee. Well, that's the thing. Now they'll be able to throw a four iron up there without it releasing. Like they'll be able to throw it up there and it stop. So, you know, do they, even though they take the length off the tee and they make guys hit longer irons into the green, it's a softer ball. So they are they able to check the ball up and get it closer with longer irons and make more putts? I don't know. I don't know the, however, my anti-stance on it is, PGA Tour and USGA. USGA is the one rolling back the rules, so I shouldn't throw PGA Tour under the bus, even though he's done enough to screw himself over, Monahan has over the last few weeks. Um, USGA, you did this. You started LinkedIn in all the courses. You did it to the famed Augusta National. Y'all added tee box and lengthened tee boxes and lengthened holes. But what do you think these guys are going to do? They're going to adjust. They're going to hit harder balls. They're going to hit balls that generate less spin and get out there further because you just backed them up 50 yards. So if you would quit messing with – you and I have talked about this. Quit messing with the courses. I don't – There are holes, par threes, like we talked about that 240-yard par three that was at Riviera. There are holes that are 105 yards that guys can't get close to the pin. Like we don't have to make every hole super long. And they've done that. Guys adjusted – and they're hitting a harder ball. Tiger was the most notorious for it. Tiger played a lot of ball until they started tiger-proofing the courses, and he immediately went to what is essentially what a top flight is for me and you. Like, it's a very hard cover ball that he could get out there a little bit further because what we've said, distance is the key. He and Phil, they started this revolution where they were like, we'd rather have a wedge out of the rough than we had a six iron out of the fairway. And... So now the PGA Tour, since they've done it to themselves and they've kind of lengthened courses and guys have adjusted, now the PGA Tour's got to adjust back and got to restrict the balls that they can play. That's why I don't like it, because they're the ones that did this to themselves, and now they're having to go back and fix it. Did they do it? To, uh, here's my thing. every As, as athletes, uh, as time goes on, technology increases. Mm-hmm. Uh, golf athletes increase like the as far as like what they can do that people get players get stronger stuff mm-hmm. like that i mean i i don't know how much that this has to do with lengthening court like the lengthening the course has led to this because for example like the augusta at augusta at 1997 when tiger won the masters was like 68 or 6,900 yards. And mm-hmm. the average driving distance was 302. And that was the first time they had really, like I, they started talking about tiger proofing, but like the average, the average drive from 90, 1980 to 1997 was like 26 average. The longest driver ever like picked up 26 yards. So like, the course didn't really change that much in that time. Like they didn't really start lengthening courses, I guess. And I, I'm saying it was, I'm saying that it's a lagging effect, not mm-hmm. a, not a, 
not a um, pro effect. Pro effect. Like courses didn't lengthen after guys started hitting it longer. Courses lengthened. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this. Let me rephrase. Yeah, they did lengthen after guys started hitting it further. Right, not the inverse, which is kind of what kind of what you're saying. You're saying that they lengthened courses, so guys started figuring out how to hit it farther. And I'm saying it was the inverse. Guys had started hitting it further, so in reaction, they started trying to make a little bit of the courses longer. So that that's the thing is like they're what they're trying to do is keep up with athletes getting stronger technology getting better and the only way at that point in time they could do that was to lengthen courses it's a it lengthening courses was a reaction not a what you're talking about it's not the other way around it's not no no i i say it's a reaction for when the guys started hitting it further i think it was a reaction okay i think this is also a reaction because guys have figured out how to hit it even further than that because think about it that stat that came up about john daly he led driving distance for 10 straight years back in the late 90s and early 2000s at like an average of like 307 now the average is like 315 so it sounds like they're wanting to get back to that 307 mark or 305 mark or 300 mark off the tee because let's put this in perspective too there's been a lot of misinformation i told kyle we were reading an article before we came on and there were tweets and there were things that was like anywhere from 20 to 60 yards. No, it's essentially get into the numbers here. I'm not a numbers guy, but you've got to have a swing speed of over 120 miles an hour. So they're not going to do that with their wedge. So it's not going to affect wedge play. It's not going to take distance off your wedges or off your five iron. <clears throat> but your drivers in your three woods are going to roll back 15 to 20 yards, it sounds like, depending on. Um, you know, the guys that won't be affected, those guys that stay steady at like that 110 mile per hour speed, you know, speed swing, like they're, they're not going to, apparently the way they're going to design this ball, it's not going to affect those guys. You got to get up into the one twenties before it starts rolling back and creates more spin. So I don't know how the hell they do all that technology. That's science that's above mine and your pay grade. But, um, it sounds like your bombers, your DJs, which want to be affected because it's by lips. They don't use USGA rules. Um, your, your DJs, your Rory's hell, look at Tiger. He's been out driving JT and Spieth whenever they play in the same group. He outdrove Rory at Riviera. So yeah. those guys that are generating that 120 plus mile per hour speed, they're, you know, instead of them averaging 315, they're going to be back around that 302 mark like John Daly was. So gotcha. I think it's both a reactive I think it, I think they I think both can be true. It was reactive then because like you said it didn't change cuz let's call it what it was Kyle when you and I watch old videos those guys were not athletes in the 70s and 80s. I mean you look at the way they dressed, you look at the way they were shaped. Right. You see these guys today, the workouts they have. I mean, hell they're working out before a round, they're working out after a round. They go to a gym. Like they're they're constantly keeping their muscles in shape. And I mean, look at John Rahm. He looks like kind of a dad bod guy, like a little heavier set guy. He's freaking strong, man. Like, I'm just I'm saying he's, this he's is a strong all, dude. This is all I'm saying. I'm I'm just saying that lengthening the courses did not create this boom of people trying to hit it far. It was it was a reaction to the boom of people wanting to hit it far after Tiger started hitting it so far. And and, and the, the golf and moving from the John Daly to the Dustin Johnson 
athlete. So the thing is, when you run out of space, like you're running out of space. So like, what do you do next? What well, do you like, do next? My, my you got to do, you got to do something with the equipment, right? So my argument to what you just said is falls in one person only. And that's Padre Harrington who came out earlier this year. Cause they said, you've added 15 to 20 yards to your drive. And his little response was, Yes, because they keep lengthening the courses. So I had to pick it up and had to add distance that's to my a, drive. But it, I understand. But it, that's a one thing. I get it. I that's know. a that's a antidotal versus what the that's a what a symptom of the in, instead of the illness. You know what I mean? That, that yeah. Is a, but I mean the Homas, Max Homa, he said the same thing. Like he picked up from he from his earlier days he's picked up 15 to 20 yards now is that but he's also a brick house now but i was gonna say is that the is is that when this guy came out when the usga whatever his name was because i sent you the, the name i didn't even know he was the president of it but the the guy that announced this like is he factoring that in when he gets this rollback thing like max holman looks like a different dude than when he first came on tour yeah like he's he that that ain't the ball that's the fact that he's deadlifting 350 10 times like that yeah you see what Brooks I mean? Kepka, like that type body type and right. Justin Johnson and all these guys. Well, we just said it. Tiger. Look at what he's Tiger. done with his upper body since he lost his friggin' leg. I mean, he's jacked, man. Yeah, so let me let me see if I understand. Are you saying that what what exactly is your point? Is is the rollback good? Is it necessary? Is it or or, or what is your point? I'm not I don't I'm not. Say, I guess my thing is is golfers has continued to evolve whether it be change balls like they did cuz Tiger went to a harder ball so he'd go further. Um they're working out more. So when you roll it back, what's next? Are they sneaking PEDs? Are they, you know, what are they're going to they want to play their game. They want to play the game that they are they're so regimented they're going to figure out a way to evolve past this too and then what's next like you just talked about the dead and the drivers next do we you know say that nobody can play cavity backs because even some of the pros have gotten away from blades and play either muscle backs or cavity back but how Oma, long Oma plays a cavity back with a graphite shaft and he's a pro long, golfer how long does it take for th- them to be able to master this though like if, well, the thing is, they got a three-year head start because it just got announced. They're guaranteed you they're going to TaylorMade and to um, to Titleist, and they're going. All right, go ahead and put these balls together for me. I got I got to figure this out on the range. I mean, that's what Bryson did when he learned the long drive thing. He was two years. He worked on it two years before he implemented it. So they get a three-year head start to try to figure this out. So, I guess what or I'm two and a half years. I guess what I'm trying to say is, so you think that ultimately this will like over a period of time it w- will be right back where we were is that what yeah i think you implement it in 2026 i think by 2028 they got to figure something else out again i just don't think the fit body physically can main like i don't think the body can main as as a professional golfer not everybody like there's not a lot of body types that can maintain uh, I mean, I guess if you go, if 120 mile per hour ball speed, uh, ball, uh, uh club head speed is a 314 yard, uh, I'm sorry, 295 yard carry, uh, from this chart that I'm looking at, uh, mm-hmm. from Swingman Golf. Yep. Um, I mean, there's just not a lot of body types that can maintain 104. So if it, if it, if it negates 15 yards of 120 and over, so 120 hitting it, carrying it 295 is now 280. 
um, three forty four is one forty. That would be roughly, you know, three thirty. Um, I just don't. Are there that many guys out there that can maintain that are going to be able to maintain that level of clubhead speed and be able to reduce that much spin off miss hits? I think it's a combination. I think it's a, of, I think I think it's a combination. A, I, I personally think this is a huge thing. I think this is something that's going to take multi, like many years to catch up with. I just don't see this like in three years, it just being like they, they figured it out before it even rolled out. Like, I think this is going to be a big, I think this is a big deal. But what if they, what if they change things? Cause apparently, like we said, it's only going to affect like the driver in three wood. So what if they do what Bryson tried to do and it didn't work and Phil tried to do it and it didn't work, but they try to make it work now where to get more leverage and get more club head speed, they lengthen their driver within the legal limits an extra inch and a half to two inches. And they're swinging with the same. That's what I'm saying. But they don't because they want to control it. But when they do this, do they go back to the fill way of doing things in the early 2000s where they say, you know what, the hell with it. I don't care about a fairway or not. I'm just going to bomb it down. better not miss it. Yeah. I I mean, I get it. That's why, that's why Bryson and Phil went away from it because they could not. better not miss it. They couldn't hit it on a consistent basis. You're gonna instead of that fifteen, it could be twenty to thirty. Uh, right. If if the spin is what you know what they say it's gonna be, I I don't know. I think this is a big deal. I I I really I really think this is a big deal. I think that it's gotten to the point where you have to you're gonna have to eventually come up with a way to um fight back. Like you can you just you're running out of space. Like there Augusta is a stretch to literally. It's limits. I mean, it's it's almost yeah. – there's just not a whole lot more room. 13 was like the biggest new deal, like move that tee box way back because, you know, it was so short. And over the years, people were hitting, you know, could sometimes were hitting, you know, mid-irons into that green. So now, now heck, it could end up being if – you, if you don't turn it over right, I mean, it, it could end up being a three-shot hole. I mean, you'll no. have – because you can't get around the corner – um, I don't know. I think it could be. Yeah, but they brought, sure that, ex- they brought that. Ex- they brought that example up. Like now, the ball will spin more. They'll be able to throw it around that corner. They'll be able to throw it out there to the right and spin it more. They'll be able to curve it more. Well, I mean, you. you but again, like, how long does it take you to master that shot? You think? I mean, maybe you, they you just, and I. It takes a while. I give them two and a half year head start. But they're I playing think. golf right now too. I get like it. they're pre- they're not. I just don't know how much time they're going to spend. Like I, I wonder about. I wonder about the groove. Remember when they had the big groove change? Like on yeah. the wet. Like they went from like, I don't even know if that's still a thing. They used to go like from square grooves, like triangle grooves or something. I, I seems to, like I remember that. Do, uh, yeah, they had to do U grooves. They went from square to U because square generated too much spin. Yeah, but like spin is a bit is a big deal. Like, how much do you want to practice that while you're pl- actually playing? Like, how I what is that? How does that does that affect you? I, I would love to, I would love to know. How, I would love to talk to someone that's going to have to like live through this and like how do you prepare from now until 2026 or whenever it rolls out? Because I feel like you can't go too far with it too early mm-hmm. because that that could screw up. And then again, it could be like swinging with a weight on your bat and the bat gets light, you know, feels lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, play, hitting a ball that spins doesn't fly as far and spins more. If you learn how to really reel it in, it may make the balls that you hit now like super. I, I don't know. It could have that sort of effect. I, I don't know. I just think fifteen yards doesn't sound big, but over the course of, um, you know, it's, you typically it's fifteen have, yards over dr- every driver hole. So you're looking at 
if you minimum so probably twelve holes, thirteen holes. Yeah. So I mean, do that math. I mean that that makes that links that 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 takes a that from a wedge to a nine iron, or a, a pitching wedge to a um you know possibly pitching wedge to an eight iron. Fifteen. Here's a, I mean, here's another concern that I have, Kyle. That I don't um that I don't particularly that that I I don't like, and I'm wondering how they're going to address it. The trickle down effect because they said in there this is for elite players. So it's going to be pros only. So what if a guy is an All American wins an individual NCAA tournament title. Mm. He's been playing the same ball since he was 11 years old. And then all of a sudden he says, I'm turning pro. Well, guess what? Here's your new ball. So basically everything that you've been doing over the last 10, 12 years, you're not going to be able to do anymore. What if the live tour says, screw your ball. (laughs) And then everybody's like, because they don't play by USGA rules. Yeah. I want to go play. Well, I mean, I guess if they want world ranking points, they do. But I want to go play on that tour where I don't have to play this stupid, stupid ball. I mean, you you could see some games like that. No, that's a good point. But I, I do wonder about the. I mean, you and I talked about it. I mean, don't get me wrong; we wouldn't trade it for anything. You and I grew up playing football, basketball, baseball, and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, you got kids now that they get out there on the golf course and they start. They're playing at eight, and that's all that they play. They yeah. play golf until they graduate and. I mean, you and I have talked about it. What if we'd have done that? Everybody goes, oh, you don't need to do that. Well, you know what? Golf's the only sport that you and I can still play when we're 80 years old. You right. can't play football at 80. You can't play basketball at 80, not competitively. And you can't play – I mean, you got guys on tour right now that are 50 years old that, are, that would beat the shit out of me and you. I mean, they, they right. drive it They drive it 300 yards. And so um, I, I just wonder the trickle-down effect that if it's only for, quote-unquote, elite players – then you throw these we're guys. Good, man. That, we're not elite. We don't have to worry yeah. about it. No, I'm not talking about us. <laughs> but, you know, like the Turk Pettits of the world, like the one NCAA title, if he decides to, when he gets off live and, and qualify and go pro, and then all of a sudden they hand him this new ball and they're like, hey, man, I know you're 28, 29 years old. You've qualified to play because that's about the time it would hit him. He'd be able to go through Q school and requalify. And so if he gets on tour and they're like, hey, by the way, here's your new ball. Congratulations on playing for the last 15, 17 years with one ball. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. Probably when you get to a certain level, you probably will just start playing with those balls, I would imagine. Like yeah. if that's the – kind of like you can buy – like if you want to, you can go buy like those left dash secret Titleist Pro V1 left dashes and right dashes. And that's what I these. play. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Ben. You play a left dash. So the yeah. last time we started playing, I went left dash because that's what Grace enough told me to play because it's got less spin. Where did you find it? It's got them at Moon Golf. They got them at Dicks. They got them. They order them online at golfballs.com. Used to, there was like this elite. There was one before they started changing a lot of things, and it was like a it was a left dash or something like that, and you couldn't get them. There were like there were people would sell them for like hundred dollars a box or something. Oh no, I got them for like forty eight dollars a box on golfballs.com. Huh. I need to check that out then. I need to check that out. <laughs> Something else you need to check out. You need to look at Blue Tees range finders. Um, look, we talk about it. We joke about it. But, I mean, let's just be serious. If you spend over $400 on a range finder, you're just literally – you're dumb. You're dumb. 
is and you may be dumb or you're ignorant because you don't know what's out there and that's because blue and we're here to tell you blue tees is out there it's the most has, ringing endorsement it, of it, it ever i'm just saying <laughs> you either you either are you either just like sh- spending way too much money or you just don't right. know that it's that it's available this is available and the features that it has i mean you have sl- like slope is huge slope for us is big because it gives you the pin number and then it tells you, you know, hey, you're playing this much up, this much down. This is the actual number. That's something huge. That's something that like that's what these pros pay caddies to tell them. So like it's essentially having your own caddy in your hand uh, when you when you lock onto the and, and you can get it for just an incredibly low price. The hell with and the lock on that scan mode is where it's at, man. Scan mode. That's a, that that's is another thing. Phenomenal. That is the, that is the caddy sitting there flipping the page that says it's it's two o. Two to that bunker. It's it's uh three twenty to that tree. You can do that in the palm of your hand. You flip your um your rangefinder to scan mode, and then just hold the button down. And as you scan, it's it's picking up, it's hitting things and giving you yardages. Like prime up. example, played with Kyle that par four on the back that's downhill after it gets past the tree. And I was like, what gets me in that right bunker? So I scanned it. Because the pin was in like the front left or whatever. I was like, so if I blow it out right, what gets me in there right? Did the scan mode. I knew if I hit this one club, I knew I was not going to get the bunker, but I could still get the green. That's phenomenal. That kind of thing is just invaluable. Invaluable. Uh, so use coupon code DADBOD and take another 10% off of already incredibly low uh, prices. Um, they got all kind of package deals with Bluetooth, uh, Bluetooth speakers, uh, divot tools, mag hubs, all kind of stuff. So check them out. Blue T's range finders. It's where range finders start. They also have a collegiate collection on there. If you go, uh, if you want your yeah, case to be some a collegiate case, uh, they've got some schools that are on there. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's, that's cool too. All right. Uh, what was the, we're, oh, full swing. Okay. So yeah. full swing uh has renewed for a second series and we talked about the first episode i think and overall um we we haven't really gone back and talked about each episode uh, there was there was some great stuff in it um i personally loved it i, I lo- did not there was there was not a whole lot of the, there was not many episodes that i didn't like mm-hmm. um ben was not a fan not necessarily a fan he was a little bit let down I, i'm not really sure how i think I mine was I think mine was totally based on expectations. Okay. What were I you think, expecting? I just didn't expect even going to the first episode. I didn't I didn't think that that's who, they were going to follow JT and Jordan on basically a weekend and make an entire episode out of it. I guess I thought that they were going to have camera crews with all these guys all season long then go back and basically condense it and kind of have a, each episode would be like a follower of an individual or a two a couple of guys and go that route. But it seemed like I don't know. It just seemed it told like the story. It told a story of several different guys. It was, and, no, it did. It told it told and it gave background on it and like it, you know one of my favorite ones probably the Tony Finau one was probably my favorite and if I had to pick just because I like that guy and yeah. I thought it was a weird flex that all the golfing community was like basically bashing him because he wants to spend time with his family. I'm like, that's stupid. I mean, the, the guy's the guy's a great golfer. He does great in Ryder Cup, does great in President's Cup, and he finishes top 25. Like he's making plenty of money. Like y'all lay off of him. He's a good golfer. Um, he does he does not suck. Even though he spends time with his family, he doesn't suck. Okay, and so right uh, something like that. Like I enjoyed that one, but the rest of them, um, I, I as I said, I think my expectations were. 
they kept talking about how much time they were spending with these guys. And it was like, well, you spent all that time, but you literally only filmed them for like a week. I'm like, no, nah, man, there was, there was stuff from like all, like, I mean, even the Ian Poulter, of- even the Poulter episode was about three weeks worth of material. Like when he, when he factored, cause it was that transition from. Yeah, but he uh, went to PGA live. Tour. I know it was, that was the best part that he went to live, but still I, who knows if they'd have done three weeks if he had not gone to live. Here's my thing. Here, here, here. This is this is a this is a thing you got to think about though, Ben. They went. They were. They got rights to go film a PGA season and followed dudes and had no idea that live golf was going to happen. I I totally get so that. like a lot of the guys that they picked lost half the season of, of stuff. So so like you got Brooks Kepka, you got um. Uh, let's just go. A uh, Dustin Johnson. Mm-hmm. You got um, who uh, meet Mito Pierre. Well, well Mito yeah. pretty much lasted the whole year. Um, yeah. you have you have those big name guys. Brooks Kepka. You had those big name guys, and uh, you didn't get to see a whole lot because they left so they left so early. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I personally, I personally enjoyed it. I, my Joel, Joel Damon was the one of the, my favorite ones. Yeah, that was because that one and Tony are the two best ones by yeah. far. In Agree. my opinion. Agree. Um and there were back to back weeks. Yeah. I, I I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm a golf I'm a golf nut. I I, I liked no, look, I, I, I liked enjoyed it. all of it. I liked it. That that's where you misunderstood. The least, I liked the least it. entertaining one to me was Matthew Fitzpatrick. I don't know why. There's just nothing entertaining about him. No. What so um, there's no entertainment value whatsoever uh with Matthew Fitzpatrick. And I like him as a golfer. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. I don't need, I don't anymore. Anymore? Oh, because of all, how hardcore he's been against Liv. Yeah, he said last week he's like those guys should never be able to get back on the tour. I was like, yeah, you can't do that. Like if they if they quit Liv and they qualify through Q school, you got to let them back on. Like, I don't I'm guess sorry. they have to. They but... don't have to. That'd just be a dick move if you didn't. Like if they went, through, <laughs> I mean, it really would be. That'd be yeah. a dick move. Um, all right. So season two <laughs> has been season two has been renewed. Mm-hmm. So what are some things? That you hope to see, I guess they're filming now, mm-hmm. maybe for yeah, twenty. They, no, they said last weekend they were filming. Okay, they so were, they were on site filming last week. It's but it says season two coming. Okay, yeah, twenty twenty four is next year. Yeah. yeah, so they're filming now for next year. So what do you want to see more of? And you can't say Tiger Woods because we all would. I would watch. Yeah, we a, all love Tiger. I would watch a one hundred episode season of Tiger Woods just. Literally waking up in the morning, going to Dunkin' Donuts, and then like I would watch, I would watch it every day. I would watch it 365 days. I would Can you imagine it. how well that would sell though if they were there to film her going to the airport and not being able to get back in the car? Do you Holy understand God. Oh how much money I would pay to watch that shit? I mean, are you kidding me? Take my money. Let me sign up. Lori's gonna be pissed when she sees this upcharge for this Netflix uncut version. Because yeah. I want to see all of that. Oh yeah, I would pay just there's outrageous amounts of money for that. So listen, I would pull with you. There would be thousands spent, and we would watch it at your house. And Bub would be sitting right there on my knee watching it with us. Like this was this would be history. Like, oh yeah, but we're not going to be able to do that. Like that that's not happening. So just let's not get everybody's hopes up. Um, things that I would like to see, and uh, t- keep in mind, it has to be. It has to be during a season. So, like, it can't be, like, a documentary of, like, the rise and fall of Smiley Kaufman. Like, uh, 
Even no, though no, I would I get love that. to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and the rise back up. He's getting paid a lot of money to be an yeah, analyst. Yeah, he's now. on course now. Yeah. So. yeah, so he's, trust me, it's been the rise, fall, and rise back up of Smiley Kaufman. That actually may be a pretty good episode if they did that. Uh, and I, Kyle, one thing that I'd like to see, I, I love, like, with the, like with the Damon episode, Joel Damon episode. Um, I'd love to see more uh, player caddy interaction and and learn more about the caddies. I mean, we hear about these guys, you know, the 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 bones of the world, and um, you know, and, and the teddies of the world, and that kind of thing. Like those guys are very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Teddy. A lot of people don't realize this. He's a damn good golfer. Like I know he's caddying right now for you know, JT, but they have said that if JT had picked him up, he runs a golf school in Louisiana. Like he's a he's a teacher. He, he teaches people what to do. Yeah, uh, he could he could fix your issues. And so uh, I don't know. He's got to you know, be good because I I would like for it to get that's so I want the more player caddy stuff. How about just more caddy stuff in general? Yeah, more I caddy would, stuff. Yeah, I don't even have to hear about the player. We here's what I would I would love to see. A life, a day, uh, a day in the life of a caddy. I would love mm-hmm. to pick a caddy and say, "Okay, here's what I do." And some of them may not want to do that because it may they may like show their secrets. But like, yeah. I, I mean, how much do you walk the like? How much studying do you do of the course? And like, how do you like? What do you do on on? How do you know where to practice putts? Like based off of, I mean, sometimes it's historical pins or things like like. I would love where you stay, how you pay for stuff, like seeing your, your 10% hit the bank, like stuff like that. I would love, I would love, I'm with you. I would love more caddy stuff in general. I think that would be, I think that would be big. Listen, they did a thing with Webb Simpson and his caddy on the players on the practice round on Wednesday. They only were there for two shots. The T-ball, they walked with him down the fairway and talked to him on his, well, I would say approach. He was going for the green in two because it was a par five. 16 is what they did it on. I could watch a whole episode on that to hear the interaction that they had and the conversation they had walking down, talking about this. And since it was 16, they were talking about 17, watching the winds, watching the guys put over there to see what's going. Like they're thinking ahead. Like that stuff I would look as a golf nut. But that's part of the second part two of what I would like to see more of is and I know you made fun of me for saying this, but like even even Lori said some of the parts of it were very elementary, like having to repeat what stuff was. And I think at this point, and I'd love for them to see, because they can look at those analytics, who their audience and target audience was. And if they see that 90% of the people watching were everyday golfers, I think they may instead of dumb it down a little bit, maybe they escalated a little bit and we get to hear some of that. Caddy jargon and player jargon. I mean, little things like it's as simple as you, you and I, we may be on the course and you may say, yeah, it's, you know, it's 155 to the pin. Where they're going, it's 55, it's out of the left, five, you know, it's playing down six and, you know, pins three paces on. So what we're going to do, here, like hearing that stuff, I'd rather hear that jargon, you know, next time around. Here's and some what of that. a birdie and what a bogey is. Yeah, I don't need to know what a birdie and a bogey. I don't even know what a cut is. We we figured out what the cut line was, which they're doing away with. So you might as well go ahead and get rid of that anyway. Because uh, <laughs> they're doing away with the cut. There's um, one thing, one thing that I loved that was you only saw a very fraction of, but I think it's fascinating. There was an, the Colin Morikawa's episode where he was g- meeting with, I guess it was Adidas, maybe 
was yep. it Adidas? And they were going through like the outfits or something that they yes. wanted to have. And he was like, yeah, I really hate that. Like to me, sponsorships fascinate me. Sponsorships, equipment. You got the controversy with the, the, the stealth two driver. Yep. Paul Morikawa hates it. Rory McIlroy hates it. Scotty Shelford loves it. Um, what about let's have some conversation over like let's see how they handle hey you got to play this club hey you got to wear this i don't like that or you got to eat this or you got to go here i don't want to do you know that kind of, i would love to know i would love to hear a little bit more along those lines yeah no i completely that's another thing i'd love to see uh, especially equipment wise um that we you and i both know taylor may's not going to let them get on there and bash taylor made the season 2 of but it's yeah. just not going to happen. Somebody from corporate at TaylorMade is going to call up and be like, oh, you're not featuring the stealth too. Like that ain't <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah. But, but I would love to see something like that. Um, you know, Adidas Justin, took one on the chin. I mean, Colin kind of da- like bashed some of the stuff they had made for him. Well, Justin Rose, he would have been, he's not doing it this year, but if they'd have followed him the last two years, he went through three different club changes. And yeah. those, and so now he's with TaylorMade. I don't think he uses the driver. I think he's still with Titleist on driver. He's got a mixed bag, but he's going to TaylorMade Irons. And I would love to see how that happened. And there's got to be more like him that we don't hear about. But you know, guys that they play with a certain iron, they're just like this. Just it's not do it for me. And so they start farming out and seeing what they can. I mean, he went to those Homa irons for what less than a year, and he was like, "Yeah, these suck. I'm not doing these." And yep. so he switched out. So. And then went to Titleist and then went from Titleist to TaylorMade. So uh, I'd love to see that kind of thing. Caddy relationships, sponsorships, whether it be um, apparel or clubs, uh, I'm good with either one. Uh, Even balls. I mean, you saw what Tiger dealt with when he moved from Titleist to Nike and how he basically that Nike one black was a pro V1. Um, He had to sit down with him and tell him, this is what I need. This is what we got like. It's a science. And so I'd love to see that stuff and see what, and little things, little idiosyncrasies, like little, uh, you know, I guess I I call them, I guess they're superstitions. Cause I always find that cool when they do the what's in the bag and they'll talk about, yeah, they got to make sure they have four band-aids and a ball mark. And, you know, they can only carry three T's in their pocket at one time. Like I'd love to find out more personal stuff about the players, like how friggin' OCD they are. Yeah. I think some of them are really bad. Yeah. And then uh probably one of the last thing I, I think I don't you have this is this goes to like this would be the avid golf like the guy that just loves golf would want to see this, but I would love to follow guys on the mini the the ancillary tours and mm-hmm. their journey through a season. Not like for this is just for example, like um like like Grayson Huff on PGA Tour Latin America, our buddy, you know, play playing that one and then, you know, coming back and then having like Corn Corn Ferry is a good example. There was a there's a huge layoff between between yes. their last tournament and then the next tournament. And a lot of those dudes go try to Monday qualify places. So like following stuff like that. Same thing with Grayson Huff. Um, Jacob Solomon, who's on the Corn Ferry Tour, he played in a uh, mini tour event here and won it uh, at Saugahatchee. Won mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, several thousand dollars. So like stuff like that, like how those dudes make it, the journey. Maybe talk about their like their backers, like mm-hmm. have, show how they that, that how they get started. Like they get the the plans where they have, you know, you know, the dudes give them some money. 
Uh, it starts off, you know, a 30-70 split, and then they work their way up to where they have paid off the money they owe. And now, you, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff fascinates me. Like, how yeah. did you make it? How did you make it? Yeah, like that uh, story what's your that journey. Boo, that story Boo told us about how that yeah. local, the country club got together, and they all pieced together a few thousand dollars for him to, you know, yes. they're, they're like, hey, we'll put you on there for a year. See yep. if you can do anything. Yep. And yeah. That stuff is, it is, it's fascinating because these guys are normal guys, man. I mean, it's, and I think that that's, they, they can open that up, you know, the locker room talk and the, the, the idiosyncrasies behind the scenes. Cause twice idiosyncrasies, you went twice. That's a, that's a, it's a good word. (laughs) Uh, and you know, the, the stuff behind the scenes that we don't ever get to see during a tournament, when you turn on the masters, you know, when a major's on, we're watching golf, which is fine. You and I love that. We love the scenery. We love the golf, but. Man, it'd be cool if we could have this thing to fall back on that after the Masters, we could go back and watch behind the scenes of Augusta National in 2023. Right. And it, it'd be locker room. T- the only thing we're not seeing is that damn dinner. You got to be invite only and they make the camera stay out on the porch. So they got the one camera guy goes in there and takes a still photo. That's it. So we won't get anything out of that. But still the other things, um, you know, locker room talk and, and, and the things that they do that we don't get to see every day that make them normal people. Cause every, that's the one thing Lori said that made a lot of sense to me it, it, from somebody that's not a golfer. Cause I did appreciate it. Cause it was a big flex, but like she said in episode one, she goes, these guys aren't normal people. They're flying around privately and they're just whizzing from here to there and making all this money. Like that's not real world. And they do have real world problems. It's just, they didn't show it in the net in the Netflix show the first time. So let's show more of that. Let's show more of the, like you just said, the struggles, the struggles of the players that come up through it or find one that now is on tour this year that struggled in corn Ferry last year and barely qualified. So that, that kind of stuff, I, I don't Now That's personal preference. Me and you want right. to hear those kind of stories. Maybe America, maybe they did this focus group and America doesn't want to see that stuff. I don't know. I don't know. It's it, I enjoyed the first one. I think they're just. I think it's just going to keep getting getting better. That they, they they the group that does these things. They've done it for Formula One. They've done it for tennis. Full uh um, and the apparently I've heard that the tennis one is actually incredible. I want to mm-hmm. go back and watch the tennis one because, um, I think I I may have actually watched one um where it was to, uh, which one was it? there was a there's a player it's that was supposed to be like the number one in the world with Andy Roddick. And now I can't think of his name, but he would just have like crippling. He had crippling anxiety and like, it went through that whole thing. It was, it was really good. They do a really good job. So yeah, I know this next one's going to be really good. So anyway, but to uh, clarify, I liked it. I just was disappointed. My expectations were something different than what I saw. It, I mean, maybe, maybe I could, I could see some of that. Some of the, some of the episodes were maybe a little bit, a little bit dry, but I, for the most part, I, I, I dug it. I dug it. Anyway, all right, guys, let's just call. We're going to call a night on that one. So, uh, <laughs> great show. We'll be back hopefully Friday, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about maybe the the tournament that's go, the you know the Innsbruck. Uh, is the Valspar? I think is the name. It's of it? Valspar. It's a, yeah. um, I know they got the big um, rattlesnake snake. rattlesnake yeah. thing. So a rattlesnake statue thing. That's kind of weird, but. Uh, we'll talk a, about that. Maybe they got a I limited think, field again. I think um, Liv is coming up pretty quick, uh, the mm-hmm. second event. So maybe we'll have some stuff come out about that. I think Patrick Reed's lost a little bit of weight. That may be worth, really, yeah, maybe worth a little chatter. 
But uh, anyway, y'all have a great rest of the week, and we'll talk back on hopefully talk back on Friday. So this is uh, episode two seventy three of the Dad by Golf Pod, and we're always always broken. broken. You've been listening to. The Dad Bod Golf Pod, always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.